And tonight's teaching is entitled Clouds of Function. And tonight, my goal is to teach you about the glory of God. And I truly believe the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher tonight, is going to teach you about his glory. He's going to teach you about the function of the glory clouds. He's going to teach you about the function and the purpose of God's glory in your life. And I want you to know that experiencing God's glory is the highest dimension of experiencing God's presence here on the earth. And how many of you are hungry for a greater impartation of his glory in your life? And if you are, please say amen. 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 Hallelujah. And the purpose of his glory and what the glory does for us is found in Zechariah chapter amen. 2, verse 5. And in Zechariah 2, 5, it reads, For I will be to her a wall of fire round about, says the Lord. And that will be the glory within her. And saints of God, it's my prayer tonight that you are going to experience the glory of God all around about you and the glory within you. And over the upcoming weeks, I want to speak to you about different aspects of God's glory. Even when we saw the rainbow appear after, after Noah's flood and they, they came upon dry land and, 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 and God's, God revealed himself in, 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 the, um, in the rainbow. I want to talk to you about the different aspects of the glory the, the dimensions of the glory, the colors of the glory. And these are things that I'd like to sh talk to you about over the next few weeks. And I'm just asking the Holy Spirit to give all of us even greater dimension, a, a, a greater appreciation for his glory. So I'm telling you, saints of God, the glory that's going to be revealed in these end of days prior to the rapture, prior to the second coming of Christ is so awesome that the, the fear of God is going gonna, is gonna to fall upon the face of the earth. And, and the earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. We don't have to wait till the second coming of Christ to experience his glory. We can experience his glory right now upon the earth. And I want you to just think about all the things going on in America today. You know, I can't speak about the rest of the world, but what I see here in America is just horrifying how we call evil good and we call good evil. And it's like everything seems to be turned upside down. And, 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 we, even, and, and we even rationalize the killing of unborn babies and so much of what we of what takes place in the earth is so wicked and 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 and, and the wickedness is so is I mean, it's just so horrifying that you know we we need a move of god today like never before and we need a conviction of god of god's uh, of, of, of god's holiness like we've never seen before and i'm telling you saints of god judgment be begins in the body of christ and then it goes out to the world. And we're, we're gonna, we're, we are already seeing a great move of God in the church already. We can see God is already cleaning houses. And, and there's just so, there's, there's still so much to do. But you know what? I'm just so excited to see what, what, what the Spirit of God's gonna do here tonight and what he's gonna, how he's gonna use each and every one of you tonight. And, Ze and again, in Zechariah chapter two, verse five, it reads, for I will be to her a wall of fire round about, says the Lord and that will be the glory within her. And there, there's an aspect of the glory that's on the outside where God's glory is made manifest in the world. And there's an aspect of the glory that's within you, and that's God's presence within, within, within you. And tonight, I wanna to begin by speaking to you about the glory clouds. And I'm gonna go back and forth between the book of Acts and the book of Exodus and Numbers and various other scriptures tonight. Um, I will be using the RSV translation in tonight's teaching. And in Exodus chapter 14, verse 19, it reads, Then the angel of God, who went before the host of Israel, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them. 
And this really parallels what, is, what Zechariah says in Zechariah 2, 5, because God's glory will be a wall of fire around you. And not only around you, but also on the inside of you. And one of the rabbis, uh, one of the um, Rabbi Abraham Ibn Ezra commented that the angel of God is the great prince Michael, the archangel Michael, who went in the cloud. And, and what we learn here is that God's glory cloud, God's presence is accompanied by angelic activity. And in, and in these end of day saints, God, you are going to experience angelic activity in your life like you've never known before. I mean, God, I, I want you to activate, activate God's presence in your life. Uh, if you pray in tongues, I encourage you to pray in the spirit as much as, you know, as, as, much as you can. And really just, just make every place that you are in a, habit, a holy habitation for God's presence. And just invite angelic activity and, and ask Jesus to release angels to move on, the, uh, to move on your behalf, to send out angels to your loved ones, to send angels for protection to, your, to, to, to all your family members, to your ministries and in your workplace and everything in your life. Because we, we need angelic activity in our lives like never before. Let's not wait for the, uh, the damage to take place. Let's prevent some of the damage by, by releasing angelic activity. Because we are called to walk in the supernatural. We are called to walk in the anointing. And I believe in the supernatural power of God. I believe God's power should be just as active today as it was during the first Pentecost 2,000 years ago. And all of you can experience God's glory clouds all around you. And the glory clouds all represent the glory of God, and it represents the fullness of the Holy Spirit and, and complete activation in our lives. And I want to talk to you about the clouds, and the clouds are synonymous with the glory of God. When I say clouds, I'm not speaking about the clouds that we see in the sky. I'm not speaking about the vapor in the sky, but what I am speaking to you about is the havod in Hebrew. I'm talking to you about the glory of God. And Jesus was welcomed by a cloud. In Acts chapter 1, verse 9, and, and just before the ascension, and when he had said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and the cloud took him out of their sight. So Israel was welcomed by a cloud. In Exodus chapter 13, verses 21 and 22, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart before the people. And that's from Exodus chapter 13, verses 21 and 22. And Israel abided for 40 years under the clouds of glory. They were surrounded in all seven directions by the clouds of God's glory. God's, God's protection was all around them. And just as Jesus was taken up to heaven 40 days after his resurrection, he was carried out of their sight by a cloud. When Jesus returns, he's going to return with the clouds. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 30, there then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Are you ready to experience the presence of Jesus being manifest in your life, to see the, the lame walk, to see the blind see, to see the sick heal, to see those in bondage be delivered, that that is what the glory of God will do in the lives of people. 
and the, and the glory of God will bring the fear of God upon people as well. And the fear meaning that they'll be they'll, that people will come into a place of so much reverence for his holy presence. And in Mark 14, 62, and Jesus said, I am, and you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. So when Jesus, when Jesus ascended, he went to heaven in the glory. When Jesus returns, he will come in the glory. When Israel came into the wilderness, they, they were welcomed by the clouds of glory. And in your walk, in your journey, you are going to experience the wonder-working power of God. You are going to experience the clouds. You're going to experience the glory. And you are, you are going to see God's presence so manifest, so manifest. You know, when I was reading one of the books by, by Ms. Catherine Coleman, and when she was walking through even the hotel, the, the parts of hotel uh, lobby and walking even through the, the restaurant areas of hotels, that as she was walking through, ready to minister, that even people that were working in the kitchens would, would fall under the power of God because the glory of God was so heavy. And even when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and when Judas and the, sol and, and the soldiers and, and others came to arrest him, and when Jesus says, said, I am he, many of them fell under the power of God. And I'm telling you, the same power of God is going to be made manifest in your life as well. We are going to see such a mighty move of God. And I'm not just teaching you tonight. I'm prophesying to you because we are going to see a move like we've never seen before. We are going to experience Azusa Street again. We are going to experience Pentecost again. And I just pray that every one of you is being prepared tonight for, for those miracles. And I'm, I'm praying that, that the Holy Spirit will come upon many of you with, with such tremendous hunger. Many of you are going to groan in the spirit. Many of you are going to enter into such a place of deep agony and intercession for the move of God that's yet to take place in the earth. And I'm telling you, the wickedness has, is so stirred up. Satan is so rampant in the way he's working in the nations. that And, and, and you know, I'm not worried about what Satan's doing anymore because the, the more havoc he wreaks, the greater the glory of God is going to be in the earth. And I'm expecting salvations to take place like we've never seen before. I'm expecting conversions to take place. And I believe that the witnessing and the conversions are going to be easy. Easy because when the un, when the sinners experience the presence of God, they will be converted very, very easily. And it won't be us doing the work any longer. It, the Holy Spirit will do his job. And as the convictor, he will convict the world of unrighteousness and they will come running to the cross. Are you all ready for that? They're going to come running to the cross. So you yes. don't have to convince anyone through your skill and through, your, through how skilled you are and how articulate you are in God's word word because it doesn't matter because god's going to do all the work and god's going to get all the glory and it's going to cross political lines it's going to cross denominational lines it's going to cross every barrier that we can place before god because god's going to cross them all even he's even going to cross educational lines it doesn't matter how learned you are or how many uh, how many degrees you have or it doesn't matter what what's you know what theological schools you went to it's not going to matter because god's going to do a mighty, mighty work in the earth. And I'm really excited for how God's going to move. I'm excited for what God's going to do with you. I'm looking forward to hearing your testimonies. I encourage you to send me your testimonies, email, text, however, but send me. I just want to hear how God is using you and how God, and because you know, all we want to do is to sh uh, share our testimonies with, with each other and glorify God for what he's doing. I'm telling you, over the last couple of weeks, I've been receiving financial testimonies from, from people in the ministry. And they, People that have just come to me in the parking lot telling me how God has blessed them. One gentleman told me how he 
had retired from his company and, and how he had retired on a pension. His company calls him back and, and they hire him back and now he's collecting a pension and another salary. And another lady in the ministry had a tremendous need of over $2,000 for car repairs. And God not only took care of her need, God, God blessed that person abundantly for, for just being faithful. And I, I just want you to expect God to move in every aspect of your life, not just your ministry. I encourage you to expect God to move in your families, in your relationships, in your careers, in your businesses, in every aspect of your finances. I mean, just allow the glory of God to be so prevalent and, and just, just let God do what he wants to do. Because I'm welcoming God to do whatever he wants to do with this ministry that I call Destiny of the Torah. Lord, do with it whatever you choose to do. And I encourage every one of you to have that prayer. And Lord, tonight I pray, Lord God, that you will do such a tremendous work in the, in the lives of every one of your saints tonight, that they are going to move in the, in the spirit, they are going to move in the anointing. And Lord, you are going to use them to do great exploits for you. For you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And I just release this anointing upon all of the saints on the line tonight. In Jesus' name. It, and the glory clouds that surrounded the camp of Israel in the wilderness had a fourfold purpose. The first purpose of the glory clouds in the wilderness was to protect the people from the desert sun. And that was a physical protection. Because can you imagine living under in, in the desert for 40 years, no trees, no shade, and yet they were, so God's glory provided them shade. And in, in, in Exodus 19, 4, it says, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. And, and that's an idiom for God carrying you. And God carried the Israelites for 40 years. He, he literally bore them up. He carried them. And that carrying has nothing to do with carrying a burden, but it has to do with an elevation. Because what took place with the Israelites over that 40-year journey is that there was a spiritual elevation that was taking place. And they were living and abiding in the spiritual. And tonight, what you are going to learn to do, and, and what God's going to do this work in you, is that he's going to lift you up on high. He's going to lift you up above the nations of the world. He's going to bear you up. He's going to carry you on eagle's wings. And that's an idiom for God carrying you in his glory. And it speaks about spiritual elevation. How many of you are ready to walk with elevation? You are going to walk in a higher place with God. You're going to walk in a higher dimension in his glory. Deuteronomy 32 verse 40 says, For I will lift up my hand to heaven and swear as I live forever. And just as an eagle flies higher than any other bird, so also true is that God's glory is going to cause you to fly higher than, than any other. And you are going to reach new heights, new peaks in God that you have never encountered before. Some of you are going to experience visions. Some of you are going to have angelic encounters. Some of you are, are going to experience such, have such lofty experiences in the anointing. But I do want to caution, caution you with this. You know, I, 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 I compare, what I'm going to share with you, I compare to eating dessert. You know, some of us want to have dessert first. And, and you know, we want to go to the sweets right, right away and not have any nutrition. And some of us use that same methodology in, in our spiritual lives that all that there are some that have that will seek after the sweets they'll seek after the miraculous they'll seek after the signs and wonders but they don't seek after god's word they don't seek after god that uh, they're more concerned about the the goosebump experiences 
more than God's word. And I'm telling you, if, 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 when a person approaches the spiritual realm in, in, with that mindset, they will often go into error. They'll often go into heresy. So it's so important that the, the, more, the, the more you go into God's glory, the more you seek out God's presence, the more of God's glory that you, that, that you, that you seek after, the more so you should be in God's word and God's written word and seeking God and having sound doctrine in your lives. And it, it's, so, it's so important because even some of the some churches that moved in, in, in the charismatic gifts of the Holy Spirit, some of them went into such tremendous heresy that, that some of them even denied the deity uh, and, and the Trinity. They denied God the Father, God the Son, and God, God the Holy Spirit. Some of them fell into Unitarian doctrines. And which which is heresy. And saints of God, I just encourage all of you to stay grounded in God's word because the salvation is found in no other name but the name of Jesus. God is a triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We serve and we worship one God, yet the uh, three persons. And tonight we are gonna we are learning about how to abide in God's glory, how to abide in God's presence, and to really learn how to attain new heights in him because the t tonight my goal and i believe it's the, the the work of the holy spirit tonight is that we learn how to let go we learn how to surrender we learn how to abide in him and allow the holy spirit to do what he wants to do see they can't be two wills present because you're either going to serve you're going to serve one and, and and reject the other and tonight we cannot serve two masters and the two masters are our will and God's will. They cannot be two active wills. And when it comes to serving God, especially when you're serving under the glory clouds, is that you that you diminish and allow the Holy Spirit to increase. You know, John the Baptist said, I must decrease that he may increase. And that should be our prayer as well, that we may decrease so he can increase. And the more we decrease, the more we can experience God's anointing, God's power in the earth. Because we are called to be martyrs. We are called to be martyrs. We are called to be his martyrs in the earth. And we are called to lay his lives down for, for his sake. Amen. Doesn't mean that not, you know, doesn't mean that you may experience a physical martyrdom like many saints have had, like like Stephen, but it does mean that there will be a, there will be a death to self that will take place. And that death to self means that I have crucified myself, I, I've taken up my cross. I choose to follow Jesus, and I submit my will to his will. You know, in John chapter 21, Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? And three times Peter said, I do love you. You know all things. And then Jesus prophesied to Peter, when you are young, you went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you are going to be carried where you do not want to go. And what Jesus was prophesying to Peter was that you are going to be crucified for my name's sake. And when Jesus said you're going to be carried where you don't want to go, that meant that he was going to he was going to be crucified on a cross. And church history teaches us that Peter was crucified on a cross upside down because because he laid his life down. Amen. And I'm telling you, God is calling every one of us to lay our lives down. And again, it doesn't it may not mean a physical martyrdom, but it does it definitely does mean it definitely does mean that that we surrender our will to His will because they're not, they cannot be two wills present when we're serving God. And, and so when you come to the new heights in God and his glory, and as we learn through the journey of the Exodus and the 40 years of the Israelites in the wilderness, we see God directing all the affairs of Israel 
in a miraculous manner. Can you imagine for 40 years, God provided them with manna to eat and God gave them water to drink from the flinty rock and, and how God just took care of all of, uh, uh, all of their needs and how God was, I mean, they were just surrounded by God's glory and just, and that's the place where God's gonna bring you to. He's gonna bring you to a place of abiding in his glory. You know, I wanna share a little testimony with you and, I, and I, it's actually a huge testimony for me and, and there was years and years ago, I was at a, I was, I was at a church camp as a teenager. And at the time, my, my church denomination was the, was the Salvation Army. And I remember being at, at, at a church uh, um, camp with a, with, a, with a whole bunch of young people. And I remember one night we're at the campfire and we're just worshiping God. And I, and I had never been part of a charismatic ministry before. I did not even know what speaking in tongues was. I mean, I mean, I knew I'd heard about it, but I had not experienced it yet. And I remember, in that camp, maybe 13, 14, 15 years old, I don't really remember, but I remember one night we're around the campfire and all of us were just worshiping God. And I remember what took place, God's glory fell upon the entire congregation. And, and I don't know how to describe it, but all I can, the only way I can describe it, it felt like liquid love. And it felt like there was like this blanket, it almost felt like a physical blanket, but it's, it felt like all of us were in this thick, atmosphere and God's glory God's presence was so rich and it's like the love fell upon every one of us and I remember what took place that night is everybody broke out in tears I mean all the men all the women all the children it's like I saw God's glory being manifest in ways that I've never seen before even little kids were, were crying and what I saw taking place is I saw everyone repenting of their sins and confessing their sins one to another and those that had offended others in the camp. They, they started, they started, they started apologizing to one another. And I, I had never seen anything like that before. And I have not seen anything like that ever since. It was just a tremendous manifestation of God's glory. And I'm telling you, it was such a holy move of God. And I, I'm telling you, a few days later, I returned home from that camp, but I was so down because I did not want to leave that atmosphere. And I remember in my spirit, I was just like, I mean, I just felt that love and that, and, and, and such an appreciation for God's presence. And God felt so near to me, so close to me. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. You know, we don't need to get caught up in all the nonsense that's taking place in, in the world, especially the stuff that I see here in, in the United States. You know, we can get so caught up in all, all, all this stuff and but I, I really, want, all I want to see is I want to see such a move of God in the earth that it's going to call, it's going to cause people to repent and turn to him like never before. And it's going to cause people just to repent of their sins and, and really just cause people to move in love and like they've never experienced before. Because, you know, I'm telling you, this generation hasn't experienced the love of God like that. I mean, we live in a time that's so lost and it's so desperate, and we're looking for answers everywhere. We look for answers, we look for answers in social media, we look for answers, and everything leaves us empty. But our hope is found in God alone. And God is gonna release his glory, he's gonna release his presence in the earth. That's gonna be there's gonna be so many manifests. And when God's presence is revealed in this manner, that there'll be such a revival that will take place in the earth like we've never seen before. What we're gonna see revival and conversions take place. On, on a on, on a global scale, and I'm I don't know about you. Actually, I think I know about all of you. I believe every one of us is hungry 
for that kind of move in the earth. And I just pray that this is going to take place in, 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 in I'm praying it's going to take place in the next several weeks. So I encourage all of you just, just to walk in that. So the first aspect of God's glory in the wilderness was protection. The second ask, and, and that's what God will do in our lives as well. He will protect us from all evil. He will protect us from sin. He will cause us to abide in him. The second aspect of God's glory, as we learn about in the wilderness, is to keep their clothes fresh and free of, uh, and free of wrinkles. So in the literal sense, when the Israelites spent 40 years in the wilderness, do you know what took place? They, they, did, not have, they, they did not have to stop at the nearest mall. And of course, I'm joking here. They didn't have to buy new clothes. They didn't have to make clothes. But what, what God would do over those 40 years in the wilderness is that God would God caused their clothing to grow and shrink with them. So if they gained a few pounds, the garments would stretch, they'd grow. And when if they lost weight, the garments would shrink. This is what the rabbis teach us about the garments in, in the wilderness. And when they hung their clothes out, it, uh, when they went to sleep, God would, 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 would make their clothing fresh so that their, their clothing was laundered by God's presence and their clothing remained free of wrinkles. And what does that mean for us today? It means that God's glory is going to be involved in every single aspect of our lives. And we see God's glory in effect in the New Testament church in Ephesians 5.27, that he might present the church to himself in splendor. Again, Ephesians 5.27, that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that he might be holy and without blemish. And that's what God's going to do because uh, the glory is going to cause you to live your life without spot and without wrinkle. God's going to cause you to be holy. He's going to cause you to be individuals without blemish. And that means that you are going to live your life pure. You're going to live your life in holiness. You're not going to have one foot in the world and, other, and another foot in, in the church. But your life is going to be so godly and so holy in any area of your life that you're struggling in. Any sin that's in operation, God and God, God's, God's going to cause those things just to become non-issues in your life. And as you're under this anointing, as you're receiving this word, as you abide in his presence, as you're in prayer, as, you're in, as you are in adoration with him, he's, he, he's going to do such a work with you that, he, that the Holy Spirit will be able to complete his work. And the work of the Holy Spirit in the earth is to, is to prepare the bride. That's all of us. We are the bride of Christ. And, and, and he's going to present a church in splendor. He's going to present a bride without spot, without wrinkle. And he's going to present the bride that is holy and without blemish. And that's the bride that the Holy Spirit is going to present to Jesus. Amen. And I pray that you're all excited about that because we don't have to live in sin. He's going to help us to overcome the world. And just as he overcame the world, we can overcome the world through the blood of the Lamb, which is the blood of Jesus. So the second aspect of the glory is to of the fourfold purpose is to keep our clothes fresh and free from wrinkles meaning that we will be a church without spot without wrinkle number three to lead the way through the desert and the israelites were, were led by the clouds of glory for 40 years how does that apply to you and to, to all of us we learn we we learned that in romans 8 14 for all who are led by the spirit of god are the sons of god and so we are to be led by the Spirit of God. We are to be led by the by, by, by the clouds of glory. And if you're and if you're led by the Spirit of God, you're not going to fall into sin. And I encourage every one of you to seek the leading 
of the Holy Spirit in your life. Number four, the fourth aspect of God's glory is to assure a safe and comfortable journey by flattening the mountains and raising up the valleys, killing the serpents and scorpions in the path. I'm going to read that to you again. To assure a safe and comfortable journey by flattening mountains and raising up valleys and killing up serpents and scorpions in their path. See, when the Israelites were, were on that journey with God, and they were led by the clouds of glory. Even when they came to a mountain, God flattened the mountain so they walked across on level ground. When they came to the valley, God raised up the valley so they walked on, on, on flat ground. And even their shoes did not wear out during that 40-year that journey in the wilderness because they were surrounded by God's glory, by God's presence on, on every side. And, in, and what does that mean to all of us today? It means that we are also protected by God's presence. The serpents and the scorpions rep represent demonic activity. And God's going to protect us from all demonic activity. And in Mark chapter 16, verse 18, it says, they will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. See, this is the fruit of abiding and walking in the spirit. When you walk in the glory, you are going to experience angelic protection. Demons will not be able to cling on to you because they'll just fall off. You, you'll be able to shake off any serpent that, that clings to you, just as the apostle Paul did. You are going to lay hands on the sick. They are going to recover. And you will not be hurt by, you will not be hurt by any deadly pestilence. And I hope you're all excited about that. I'm getting more, I'm getting excited just by reading this word here tonight. But we are going to walk. This is what, this is our inheritance. This is the inheritance of the bride of Christ. And I encourage every one of you to abide in his glory. Amen. In Romans 8, 26 and verse 27, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is the mind of the spirit, because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And I'm going to give you examples of the scripture in, in activation during, during the Welsh revival, as well as the Azusa Street revival. And, and what we see in both of these revivals and all revivals throughout history, that there is a, what takes place is a total submission to the will of God. And we see the Holy Spirit taking yielded, humble vessels, and he intercedes through them and with them. And, and, and when, when the saints of God enter into that place of total surrender, total yieldedness to the third person of the Holy Trinity, that is when the supernatural is going to take place. That is when you are going to see a tremendous move of God in the earth. You, you, you know, even during the Welsh revival and, and, and what took place, it was so holy. It was so glorious that, that afterwards there was like there was little to no, to, to no crime taking place in, in, in the area. To, to where uh, to, to where police officers lost their jobs because there was no and, and judges had no cases to judge and and bars shut down because there was no alcohol to, there was no one available to buy the alcohol because there was such a move of the spirit of God such a tremendous move of God that that had taken place and I'm ready for a tremendous move of God to take place where people are going to be running out out of worldly places and running to the church and running to His presence and 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 really to see that take place in the earth and, and 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 my prayer is holy spirit as you 
as, as the prayer of the Welsh Revival, Lord, bend us, bend us to your will. Have your way, Lord God, in, in these end of days. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 4 and 5 read, Every valley shall be lifted up, every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground shall be become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And we are going to see that manifestation of God's glory here in the earth. We are going to see a move of his spirit. And all flesh is going to see it. Both the believers and the unbelievers are going to see it. And they will not be, be able to, to deny the power of God that's going to be revealed by the God of Israel. Now let's look at Exodus chapter 13, verse 21. And I'm going to shake up some of your belief systems in, in a moment. And, and, you know, when we think about the clouds of glory that surrounded Israel, you know, we, 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 we always picture clouds like the way we see clouds and uh, the way we see rain clouds in the sky. But look at Exodus 13, 21. It says, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light that they might travel by day and by night. And what the rabbis teaches is, and I'll, and I'll read this a quote, the eternal guided them by day by a column of clouds extending from heaven to lead them on by day and by night by a column of fire to give them light that they might march day and night. And see, this pillar of cloud was like a column. It was like a, a, a pillar in a, you know, in, in, in a temple. It, it extended from the earth to, the, to, to heaven. It was, it, was a, it was a column of clouds. And, and it, it was that column of clouds that directed the Israelites through the wilderness by day and by night. So it wasn't shaped like clouds, like other clouds, but it was really like a form of a pillar, like a pillar in a structure in a building, and it stretched from the sky to the earth. And during these 40 years, the, God's light provided the Israelites that never departed from them. And this glory never extended beyond the camp. So only the Israelites could see that light. When the Egyptians or anybody on the outside of, of the camp saw God's glory, they couldn't see it. All they could see was darkness because that gl the glorious light was only visible to the righteous. And that light, that pillar of fire, was equal in, in intensity to the sunlight by day. And the glory of God will enable all of you to see. In Deuteronomy 133, it says, who went before you in the way to seek you out a place to pitch your tents in fire by night to show you by what way you should go and in the cloud by day. And what I want you to see here is that God's glory, God's Holy Spirit is going to direct you and lead you into all truth. He's going to cause you to see. He's going to cause you to see accurately. You know, sometimes we see things, we hear things, we see things on the news. Uh, we, we, we see wars taking place in the earth. We see uh, even things that our kids are learning in school. And, and, and we can't discern whether we can't discern what's right and what's wrong. And, and these are times that we need God's glory. We need the spirit of truth to operate in us. And we need the Holy Spirit to show us. And we ask the Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. Because God's glory will allow us to see the truth. And you'll learn how to see things the way God sees things. And you're not going to see things through 
various slants or through various opinions, but you're going to see things the way God intends for you to see it. Because there are many things that have taken place in the earth and, and wickedness and demonic activity has been released in the earth like we've never seen before. But God's going to cause you to see accurately because we're no longer going to call evil good and call good evil, but we're going to see good for what good is. And we're going to see evil for what evil is. God is going to cause us to experience the truth. And when you internalize the truth, the truth is going to, is going to make you free. Now I want to talk to you about the clouds of function. Can you all say that with me? The clouds of function. See, the not clouds the of function. The clouds of function. But some of the clouds were clouds of function. And so, and, and what that means is that God's going to show you what your function is. And before I, I go into the book of Acts, I want to share with you about what took place when the Israelites crossed the Sea of Reeds, or the Red Sea, as we call it. Now, when we watch any, you know, any Hollywood movie about the Ten Commandments, about Moses, about the Israelites crossing the sea, what we see is, we, we, we see in these movies, we see the sea split to the left and to the right. And right in the center of that split is dry land. And we see the Israelites crossing from one bank to the other bank on dry ground. And, and that's the picture that most of us have in our minds. Now, let me give you the Midrashic, the rabbinic commentary on how the sea splits. The sea split in a semicircle pattern, meaning that when they crossed into the when they crossed into the sea and it uh, and they crossed they walked on dry ground in, in the sea. It, it split in, in the shape of a, a rainbow, or I should say a semicircle. And so, the, and what they did is that they, they, they crossed on one bank and they, and, they, and they returned to the same bank upstream of, in, in, in that sea. And so it's almost like it, 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 was, it, it, was a, it was a semicircle. And the sea split not into one lane, but it split into 12 lanes one lane for each tribe of Israel. So for each of the 12 tribes, each tribe had their individual lane that, that they, that they cr crossed through. And what that represents is, is not the individuality of each of the tribes of Israel, the tribes of function. And what God is gonna do with you is that he's, he's gonna cause you to function in his glory. He's gonna cause you to function in the anointing. And in Acts chapter two, verse three and four, we read, and there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributed and resting on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so what I want you to see here is, is the manifestation of God's Spirit, of his glory being released and resting upon each and every one of them. And every one of them, were every one of the 120 were given unique gifts, unique positions and and that's what and there were clouds of function and god's going to cause his glory to descend upon you the way i operate in the anointing is not going to be the same way that you operate god's going to use every single one of you for his glory because every one of you has a high purpose in god every single one of you god's going to uniquely position you for the anointing that he has for you there may be individuals in this line that god's going to trans is going to send you to Ethiopia. He's going to send many of you to different parts in the world to share the gospel, but every one of you is unique, and the Spirit of God, His glory is going to be revealed to you for the task that He has for you, because you are called to function in the office. And that leads me to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. 
and his gifts were that some should be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the glory, I mean, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Are you all ready to experience the full stature and the full measure of Christ? Amen. That means the glory of God is going to bring you to a place that you are going to fully function in the anointing that he's called you to walk in. That is the function of the glory. That is the function of the office, that you are going to operate in, in the highest level of the gifts that he's called you into. I mean, he's going to, he is going to move upon you, and he's going to use your trials. He's going to use your difficulties. He's going to use the persecutions that you've been through. He's going to use all of that to cause you to function more effectively in the office that he's called you into. And there are apostles, there are prophets, there are evangelists, there are pastors, there are, there are teachers, and we are called to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the purpose of building up the body of Christ, and till we all come into the fullness of our highest calling in Christ Jesus. And I want to share a few more examples of the glory of God before we close this evening. And, you know, we see the glory of God in full operation in the creation. In his, in his glory, in Genesis chapter 2, verses 5 and 6, when no man of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no man to till the ground, but a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And what we see taking place here is there was no man to till the ground. Adam was not yet engaged in any kind of agricultural activity. But, and, and what God, and so what God did is he caused his glory to walk the earth and God's presence was, was bringing, was causing the vegetation to come forth and God, and God, you know, and, and God is the one that planted that garden in Eden. And, and it was, and it was sustained by his holy presence that that was the mist that went up from the earth. It was God's glory that was present. And what you're going to experience in your own lives as well is just an activation of God's glory in your lives. God's glory is going to be so evident in your life. And I just encourage all of you just to, I pray that you're encouraged by this word because you are going to learn how to abide in the glory cloud, to know that his presence is going to guide you every single step of the way. Because we, we have no choice in these end of days but to abide under God's glory. I mean, God is changing things. God's going to be doing things in our lives like we've, like that are different than before. God's going to be opening up different avenues for ministry like you haven't walked in before. And just really just, just really be open to the move of the Spirit of God in your life today like never before. I'm praying God's going to draw more and more people to, the, to these destinatory services. I'm praying that God's going to use every one of you mightily. I'm encouraging you to bring um, folks to, along with you to join us on Tuesday nights and just really just to allow God's glory to abide because I'm I'm not going to finish what I planned for tonight. I believe it's, it'll be better for next time. But I really want you to come to a place, and I just encourage every one of you, just to allow the Holy Spirit to cause you to abide in his presence. And really just in these days to really learn how to protect your hearts. Don't give in to bitterness. Don't give in to anger. But just really walk in that place of total submission to the Spirit of God. You know, I've seen so much division in the body of Christ. I've seen so much division in so many areas of life. And I'm encouraging every one of you is to really not give in to, to division, but really just come into that place of abiding under the anointing 
and really to allow the love of God to work through you. Because the love of God in you is going to is going to convict the world of their unrighteousness. And you and you you are going to see a move of his spirit like you've never seen before. I know I keep saying that over and over again. I believe that's, that's the spirit of, of God's word for every one of you on the line tonight. You are going to see his spirit move. You are going to see his glory move. You are going to walk in so much in so much discernment. You know, imagine one of your kids coming home from school or, or, or and, and telling you one thing. And then you can you can you can see right through what has been said and, and discern the truth. And you're gonna be able to, you you are gonna walk in such a, a level of, of perception that you are gonna see things through the lens of the Holy Spirit. And because the, and because you are basking in God's glory, because you are so into God's word, you are gonna see you are gonna see a move of God's spirit like you've never seen before. I mean, look at the way Peter looked at Ananias and Sapphira, and 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 how he. You, you know, he looked at them and said, you know, you have not lied to man, but you lied to the Holy Spirit. And he saw right through the, their deceit. And you are going to see right through the wicked plans of the enemy. You are going to see with so much clarity, with so much truth, that demons are going to flee just through your discernment. You're not even going to have to say anything. They're going to flee just because of the light of the glory of God that's going to be seen through you. Because scorpions, snakes are going to flee because of God's glory that's going to be made manifest 